The Hamlet Podcast, episode 103. Hello and welcome to this exploration of Shakespeare's Hamlet with me, your host, Connor Henrissy. This scene, Act 3, Scene 3, has already given us integral insights into the workings of this play. Claudius has announced that Rosencrantz, Guildenstern and Hamlet will be travelling to England as soon as possible. Polonius has arranged to eavesdrop on Hamlet's imminent conversation with his mother, behind a curtain, as Polonius so seems to enjoy. Claudius himself has told us in no uncertain terms that he is indeed responsible for his brother's murder, and that he's having great difficulty praying for forgiveness, not least since he has no plans to give back everything he achieved as a result of it. As if this little scene weren't pivotal enough, Hamlet now appears. He's riled up and ready to speak to his mother, and encounters Claudius in this vulnerable, distracted state. Now might I do it, Pat. Now he is a-praying, and now I'll do it. And so he goes to heaven, and so am I revenged. That would be scanned. A villain kills my father, and for that I, his sole son, do this same villain send to heaven. Oh, this is hire and salary, not revenge. He took my father grossly, full of bread, with all his crimes broad-blown, as flush as may, and how his audit stands, who knows, save heaven. But in our circumstance and course of thought, tis heavy with him. And am I then revenged to take him in the purging of his soul, when he is fit and seasoned for his passage? No. Up, sword, and know thou a more horrid hent. When he is drunk asleep, or in his rage, or in the incestuous pleasure of his bed, at gaming, swearing, or about some act that has no relish of salvation in it. Then trip him, that his heels may kick at heaven, and that his soul may be as damned and black as hell whereto it goes. My mother stays, this physic but prolongs thy sickly days. Amazingly, this is Hamlet's second last soliloquy in the play. After this, there's only one more of the seven to come. Hamlet is famous to those who do not know the play for holding a skull, or for saying to be or not to be, or, most essential to this soliloquy, perhaps, for not making up his mind, or for not acting. If Hamlet kills Claudius right now, the play could end. Game over. Plot revealed, murder avenged, new king on the throne. The text we covered to this point is already longer than the full texts of the Comedy of Errors or of Macbeth, so it's certainly long enough to be a play. But no. Hamlet is far too interesting, dare I say too complicated, for that. Let's break down this soliloquy and see what's going on. Hamlet begins, Now might I do it, Pat. Now he is a-praying, and now I'll do it. And so he goes to heaven, and so am I revenged. This is all logical enough. I could kill him right now, he's praying over there, and I can just do it. And so his soul would go to heaven, and so I could be revenged. Somewhat controversially, the most recent Arden edition of the text alters the word pat and instead has Hamlet say, Now might I do it, but now he is a-praying. Their argument is that this shows Hamlet's indecision from the very start. Personally, I prefer the sound of the more traditional version and the ambiguity it allows. Hamlet has gone through the options. Absolutely, he could do it right now, but he says, That would be scanned these consequences should be analysed. 
A villain kills my father, and for that I, his sole son, do this same villain send to heaven. Oh, this is hire and salary, not revenge. The word villain was significantly stronger and darker when Shakespeare wrote it than it can seem to contemporary ears. Hamlet uses it twice in as many lines. There's no doubt as to what he thinks of Claudius. Claudius kills his father, therefore he kills Claudius and sends him to heaven. This is a simple transaction, Hamlet feels, not revenge. Hire and salary. And his father asked him to avenge his father's murder. The Arden editors diverge here too and have Hamlet say that killing Claudius would be base and silly instead of hire and salary. What's bugging Hamlet is that Claudius killed his father without any chance for a prayer as he was dying. He took my father grossly full of bread, with all his crimes broad blown as flush as may, and how his audit stands, who knows save heaven, but in our circumstance and course of thought, tis heavy with him. I certainly didn't know until I was researching this episode, but in the book of Ezekiel, fullness of bread is listed as a sin. This translation appears in the Douay Reims version and indeed the King James version of the Bible, although the bishop's book, Elizabeth I's sanctioned translation into English, the sin is listed as fullness of meat. Make of this what you will. Hamlet's concern is that his father was killed without having prayed or fasted. He was full of bread, with all his crimes broad blown. This harkens back to the ghost in Act One, who laments that he was cut off in the blossom of his sin, unannealed, as flush as may. Hamlet wonders who knows how his audit stands save heaven. Admittedly, we've already heard, precisely because he was killed in this state, the former king is languishing in purgatory. He cannot go to heaven until he serves his term there. But in our circumstance and course of thought, tis heavy with him. From what little he knows and has heard, it's a heavy term that his father is serving. So Hamlet is concerned that if he kills Claudius while he is praying, he will go straight to heaven, avoiding purgatory altogether. And am I then revenged to take him in the purging of his soul when he is fit and seasoned for his passage? No. As we've discussed a very long time ago, purgatory was a contested issue, and Shakespeare takes care not to mention it explicitly. In the previous scene, Act 3, Scene 2, Hamlet joked about purgation, and now he suggests that if he kills Claudius while he's in the purging of his soul, that is, praying, he won't go there at all. Instead, he's fit and seasoned for his passage. He's all set for a smooth journey straight to heaven. And of course, Hamlet's response to that idea is no. He has much more interesting ideas for where he wants Claudius to go. Up, sword, and know thou a more horrid hent, when he is drunk asleep, or in his rage, or in the incestuous pleasure of his bed, at gaming, swearing, or about some act that has no relish of salvation in it. Hamlet has presumably had his sword out until now. He sheathes it as he addresses it, saying that they will find a more horrid time or opportunity to use it. When Claudius is drunkenly asleep, or in his rage, or another repetition, in the incestuous pleasure of his bed. Hamlet is still fired up, remember, and so he's not at all afraid to lay out Claudius's crimes in these blunt terms. Alternatively, he might kill him while he's gaming or swearing or, I love this, 
about some act that has no relish of salvation in it. He'll kill him while he's doing something that doesn't even have a hint of redemption to it. What this may be, Hamlet leaves to our imaginations. But while Claudius is doing it, then trip him, that his heels may kick at heaven, and that his soul may be as damned and black as hell whereto it goes. That is the time to dispatch Claudius, to trip him, so that instead of going upwards, he goes downwards, and his heels can point towards heaven while the rest of him falls to hell. If he kills him while he's sinning, instead of praying, then his soul will be as damned and black as hell whereto it goes. There's a grim resolution to this. At some points in the history of the play, actors chose not to perform this soliloquy at all, since it's so very bleak. But bear in mind, it's only words. Hamlet is still choosing not to act, even if it's for the very understandable reason that he wants to guarantee Claudius has no hope of redemption. He's still avoiding the job. At the end of the play within the play, he said he was ready to drink hot blood. But now, when he finds Claudius alone like this, he doesn't do it. If he killed Claudius here, would things go better? Would the play work out in the same way? Perhaps we'll never know. Now Hamlet moves on. I stopped him in the middle of a line there. Having determined not to kill Claudius until he can be sure he'll go to hell, his mind returns to Gertrude. My mother stays. This physic but prolongs thy sickly days. His mother is waiting. Back to the business at hand. With a parting threat, this physic or prayer but prolongs thy sickly days, he exits. To end the scene, Shakespeare gives us a grim little dose of dramatic irony. Claudius returns, still agonised with the frustration of his failure to pray. He says, My words fly up, my thoughts remain below. Words without thoughts never to heaven go. Hamlet thought that now wasn't a good time to kill the king because he was praying and perhaps gaining some kind of forgiveness or even salvation. Claudius tells us that it was for nothing, since his thoughts remain here below, regardless of the words floating up to heaven. Words without thoughts never to heaven go. Hamlet could absolutely have killed him. From now on, between king and prince, it'll be a fight to the death. Thank you for listening, and be sure to tune in next time when we'll begin the final scene of Act 3 as we move, at last, to Gertrude's chamber for her conversation with her son. I'll speak to you then. <laughs>